Hello and welcome to the Northside Christian Care Team Podcast. We are on episode 70. Today is January 13th, 2022. Our podcast is based on Romans 12.2, Change Your Mind, Change Your Life. Awesome. Well, welcome back, everybody. Um, and as we dive in today, today our topic is going to be on healthy boundaries. Uh, before we get started, though, uh, we are in a new month. And, uh, you know, one thing we were talking about as a team was uh, to make sure we recognize all the important holidays that come along <laughs> every month. So I'm going to give you a quiz. <laughs> oh boy. And the quiz is, out of these four options, which one is not in January? Okay. All right. So is it A, National Bird Day, B, House Plant Appreciation Day, C, Dentist Day, or D, Rubber Ducky Day? Ladies first. And by the way, I want to say welcome back, Lori. She hasn't been on yes. with us for yeah, a while, yeah, but yeah. she's going to start being on regularly. And you get to guess first. Right. Um, I would say bird day is not in January. It's not a big month for birds. It's kind of cold. They're all down south. I originally thought that too, but I'm going to go with B. House plant appreciation yeah. day. So the answer is dentist day. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So there is actually a rubber ducky day. A House Plant Appreciation Day and a National Bird Day. Are you anti-dentite? No, no. <laughs> I, for the record, I, if, you're, if you're my dentist and you're listening, I, I am grateful for all the work you do. So wait, is there a dentist day and it's just not in January? Yes, yeah, dentist okay. day, I think it's like in March or something. Oh, okay. So, okay. There right. is a dentist day. Okay, so, good. But it's just not in January. I was so. worried. So... We just we just want to make sure we're 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 you know showing complete appreciation to all of our house plants. That's right. That's right. <laughs> if any of mine were alive, I would. I was gonna say, you know how I do that? I water them. Yeah. Well, I had so I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out here. Funny story, true story. I had a couple of plants I kept uh, when I was still working at UPS, and, and I brought them home when I left, and so I put them in the kitchen, and they died very quickly, <laughs> and I had nothing to do with it. I'll just I'll just throw it out there. <laughs> So, and I had those things for like a couple years. Wow. So, but anyway, as we dive in today, we're going to be talking about healthy boundaries and how can we do that in a biblical manner. So, uh, so Tom, I just want to throw it over to you to kick us off. Yeah, um, that's great. I'm going to, here in a second, I'm going to read a quote and it's really, really long. But, but it's I, good. It's but it. I ran it, it by it's the good. team and yeah. they're, they're for it. But the reason we're talking about boundaries is I, I think really when we talk about health and whether we're talking about mental, emotional, spiritual, and even physical health, it starts with a foundation of good, healthy boundaries. And yet, I think, Tommy, you'll attest to this, Lori, I know we've talked about it. Um, with that being said, a lot of people struggle with healthy boundaries. Amen. Um, and what we find a lot of times, or what I have found over the years, is um, you know, to define a boundary as sort of um, an extent or a limit and so for a layman's way to talk about it would be where I start and stop and, and the next person starts and stops and knowing, you know, that that clearly delineated line where your stuff is your stuff and my stuff's mine. And when we don't have that, we run into resentments and feeling lost. We call that en enmeshment, mm -hmm. being sort of um, uh, unhealthily uh, involved in other people's business. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and there's a lot of biblical... Uh, you know, truth that we can we can turn to scripture and we can see that that these are biblical principles. This is not something that's just uh, it's not just a psychological uh, uh, 
theory or practice. It's actually, you know, very biblical. And we think about, you know, order of things and how we need to have order in the structure and things like that. Lori, you actually suggested the topic. I did. Uh, when we were talking about a list yeah. of topics. Um, talk a little bit about why that jumped to your mind and is important to you. Um, I think it jumped to my mind because it's something that has been on top of mind for me recently. It's something that I, I've dealt with. I think um, for a long time in my life, I never realized the importance of boundaries. Boundaries always seemed unkind or cruel or, or selfish. And I've realized in the last couple of years that they're, they're important and necessary and the way that God has modeled things for us. And it, it's been a hard lesson for me and I'm still working on it. Yeah. I, I, I definitely want to talk some more about that. I think, um, you know, the idea of having trouble saying no and, and, and we'll unpack that a little bit, but maybe this is a good place, uh, just to read this quote. I'm going to read a quote from, um, Cloud and Townsend from their book Boundaries. Um, so pretty easy to remember. We're talking about boundaries today. I really recommend the book. Um, uh, lots of folks have read it. We, we carried it for a while in our resource center uh, at our church. Um, so excellent book. But um, bear with me because this is kind of a long quote, but this really is setting up the rest of the discussion for our podcast. So here we go. The concept of boundaries comes from the very nature of God. God defines himself as a distinct being separate from his creation and from us. He has boundaries within the Trinity. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit are one, but at the same time they are distinct persons with their own boundaries. God also limits what he will allow in his quote-unquote yard. He confronts sin and allows consequences for behavior. He guards his house and will not allow evil things to go on there. He invites people in who will love him, and he lets his love flow outward to them at the same time. Created in God's likeness, we too have personal responsibilities within limits, within boundaries, that we set and maintain. Part of taking responsibility or ownership is knowing what is our job and what isn't. It takes wisdom to know what we should be doing and what we shouldn't. Consider the importance of boundaries. Knowing what we are to own and take responsibility for gives us freedom. If we each know where our yard begins and ends, we are free to do with it what we like. But boundaries do more than just allow us to care for ourselves. They also help us care for others in a healthy Christ-like way. Maintaining boundaries, or put differently, taking responsibility for your life, opens up many different options. After all, if you're in control of your life, you'll recognize that you have choices. You no, you'll no longer be limited by circumstances or the control of others. You'll find that you have greater control of your time, energy, and resources, and with that greater control comes freedom to serve others in ways that you choose to whom you will give and what you will give and how much you will give. In turn, the freedom that comes with knowing boundaries leads us to love because love requires freedom. If you have to do something for someone and don't have a choice about the matter, you are doing it under compulsion rather than acting in love. You are doing in fear. You are doing it in fear of either the person's withdrawal or attack or to avoid your own feelings of guilt. But you are free to say no. And then, excuse me, then when you do choose to give, you are giving out of love and your service will be truly Christ-like. So again, forgive the length, but I think... Um, they said a lot, and it sets yeah. up kind of exactly what we wanted to talk about today. Yep. 
Well, and, you know, I think about, you know, boundaries and, and, and sometimes, you know, it's just, it, it can, it can come in so many different ways. I know you're going to talk about, you know, 10 ways, uh, you know, just to, to give you an example, like a practical way that, that we establish boundaries at our home. Uh, we have three young boys uh, and maybe I've shared this before on previous podcasts, but we have four rules. Each rule is two words each. So I'm asking my boys to memorize eight words total. And this is the rules of our house. One is to have fun. Like that, that's the number one rule. If they're not having fun, they will be in trouble. (laughs) So, but that rule gets overridden by rule number two. Rule number two is be safe. So if you're, if you're having fun, but you're not being safe, then you need to stop what you're doing. Okay. If you're having fun and you're being safe is what you're doing loving God. Like, is it being honor? Are you honoring God? If you're not, then it overrules what you're doing. And then the last one is to love others. So if what you're doing is showing honor to God, if you're being safe and you're having fun, but you're not loving others when you do it, then you need to not do that either. Mm. So it's just, it's just a way that we, that we, our boys know, I'm like, and I'll have to, I'll ask them right now and be like, Hey guys, what are the rules? Okay, dad, have fun. Okay. We'll, we'll cheer up, have fun. Come on. Let, let's, let's like, we're going to have a good time, but be safe. Love God, love others. That's good. And so it's just it's just boundaries saying like because we, you know, we we've told our, our our children, you know, and and again, this may work for us. It it, it may not work for you. Uh, I know like Dale, he's on our, our staff. He uh, their their last name is Best, and so they have an acronym using the word Best. I can't remember what it is, but it's like these are the best rules. And so like that's they've good. actually yeah, and so that that that's what they do. That's good know, within their own household. But uh, I, but I, I know you've got some tips. You well, want to share I think too. that's also a really good in itself is a boundary because there's consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I want to double back in a minute and help folks that might be wondering, am I a person that struggles with boundaries? But one of the telltale signs that you struggle with boundaries is inconsistency. Yeah. So when you set a, a house rule like what you just shared, mm-hmm. even though people listening, their house rules may be very different. Yeah. If you, if you hold those and you're consistent to them, that creates a healthy boundary. We were discussing over lunch that kids crave structure mm-hmm. and even kids that push the limits and want to test the boundaries are testing them to see where they are. And kids function really well and more comfortably within those boundaries. And guess what, folks? Adults are just big kids. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and God, Amen. and God sets those boundaries yeah. for us because same thing. We need to know what are the, the healthy boundaries? Just a couple of helpful things. Um, if you're out there going, well, I may, I, I have trouble in relationships. I think maybe I have problem with boundaries. And I said this before, I'll say it again. One of the first things that you would know is you have trouble saying no to people. You, you feel the need to please people. You have low self-worth. And we've talked on another podcast, so I won't, I won't belabor it, but there is a difference between self-esteem and self-worth. Self-worth is about your identity. Self-esteem is about how you measure up to other people. So we want to get rid of self-esteem and talk about self-worth because it's about identity. So we struggle with our self-worth. We think our opinions, feelings, likes and dislikes, et cetera, aren't as important as other people's or that we don't even have a right to our own to begin with. Um, We find ourselves often being used and abused feeling resentful towards others. The likelihood is if you're listening and you're going, yes, uh-huh, your head's shaking, <laughs> nodding to these things, then then you do struggle with boundaries. Um, so a couple of tips, and then, um, uh, Lori, please feel free to jump in here, but just a couple of really uh, about 10 quick tips. So I am going to go through them fast, um, but one is clearly identify your boundary. 
This is what I like. This is what I like. don't like. This is what I'll tolerate. This is what I won't tolerate. Understand why you need the boundary. Don't, don't make a boundary that you think is a good one or you've heard somebody else make or it's arbitrary. Make it because it has meaning to you. So the first two, again, are clearly identify your boundary. Two is understand why you need the boundary. Three is be straightforward. We talk all the time in our counseling with couples about transparency, about being open and honest and direct, not to be mean, not, not you know, abusively, but just so there's no question. So be straightforward when you're talking to people and you're, you know, you're thinking about boundaries. Number four, don't apologize or give long explanations. If you've been thoughtful about this and you know it's healthy, then you don't owe we get back into that people pleasing thing again when we think we've got to tell everybody. Yeah, exactly why. No, you don't, you don't have to apologize for having healthy boundaries. Number five, use a calm and polite tone. You have every right to have your thoughts, feeling and your boundaries. You don't need to be defensive or angry, but you also don't need to be, you know, um, overly meek or mild. Just be, be polite, be calm, be direct. Number six, start with the tighter boundaries. Or I might use the term the bigger boundary. Start with the big things first and talk about because those are going to be obviously the most important and the ones that you're going to be watching the closest. Um, address boundary violations early. This might be a new thing for you and a new thing in your relationship. You're both learning, and so it's really good that as soon as, as anything starts to be crossed or violated, you're right on it to talk about it. And then the last part is don't make it personal. And I think um, all this comes from psychcentral.com if you want to check this out. I think what they're saying here about don't make it personal is don't make boundaries so specific to a person that it could almost be construed as an attack or it's not going to be a boundary that kind of crosses across your relationships. Try to keep these things as personal to you and not about other people. So don't don't make it overly specific, overly personal. But anyway, just some things to help. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I I love that list, and 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 again, going back to like a biblical perspective too. It's like <clears throat> all of those things are biblical. All all those things are they they are they are very biblical foundations, and and we see multiple times throughout the Bible where where God sets these boundaries as well. For example, one of which is uh, Galatians five. Uh, Galatians five, he talks. Uh, Paul writes, uh, and he, he's talking about the the works of the flesh are evident. And he talks about you know, sexual morality, impurity, sorcery, idolatry, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, uh, uh, divisions, envy, drunkenness, uh, etc. Things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So he's saying, if you do these, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. So mm-hmm. that. But then he goes on to say, he goes, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such things, there is no law. So he's saying, if you do these things, ha- go at it. Like, 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 run after those things. Like, like uh, you know, enjoy, have fun. And he goes, and then he f- concludes by saying, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Meaning that, you know, if we, going back to our identity, if our identity is in Christ and we're finding our identity in Christ, then we have crucified the flesh. Now, this doesn't mean that the flesh doesn't still like we're, we're still not tempted with these things, but we're saying that that that's the ultimate goal is that we're we're, we're trying to uh, uh, not not be driven by the works of the flesh. Well, 
a point I think to add on to that absolutely is when we we're put off the old man put on the new part of that is that as believers we have the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is going to guide you if you'll allow him to yep. mm-hmm. and he will help you determine and understand where healthy boundaries are yep. but again we have we have to be open to that and inviting that yep. um, Lori I, I don't want to I don't want you to get more personal than you're comfortable with but you were kind of telling us some maybe personal insights or revelations that you've had uh, in the recent past in regards to boundaries. Do you mind talking about that a little bit? Uh, yeah, well, I was just looking at this list of the 10 things that you said a minute ago and and um, just kind of going through, you know, when I think about boundaries, I, I think about a boundary between myself and another person, not necessarily boundaries of, of things I should or should not do, but in my mind right now, I'm thinking of between other people. And um, just a lot of the things you said make so much sense, and they seem like they should just, something you should know naturally. But, <laughs> but until it's in front of you, you're like, oh, yeah, that kind of makes sense. You know, like um, when you talked about address uh, addressing um, violations early. And, you know, in my past experience, if I've set a boundary, if it's violated, the first time I'll think, oh, well, maybe they forgot, or this is a new boundary. Let's, let me give a little grace. And then, so I'll let it slide and then it'll happen again. And then when I finally address it, the person will say, well, you never mentioned it. How did I know that was a real, a real boundary? You know, so, so that, that falls on me. Um, and something that Tommy said a minute ago made me think about when you, when you talk about a boundary, it feels like a restriction, like something you can't do, but it really, I mean, and I know this is basic and should be obvious, but um, it really gives you more freedom because when, when you know the boundaries are in place and they're set and they're tight, you don't have to constantly look over your shoulder or watch your step because you know where you're supposed to stay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I, I think about even uh, like early on in my, in my military career, we were shooting tanks and uh, we would have a left limit, a right limit. And it's like, don't go past the left limit. Don't go past the right limit. Everything between there, you go after it. Like, just do your thing. Take care of your business. And don't worry about, am I going to do this? No, it's like, no, go after it. You know, yeah. and so it's, yeah. it's the same thing with, you know, like what God is telling us and just what you're saying, too. It's like, you know, hey, if, 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 you, uh, if you recognize and you establish these boundaries and you, you address them early and you make it very clear. And, and, and here's the thing, too, is, I, th- I think you would acknowledge is that is it we we have to also give ourselves some grace too because you know we we may hear things we may see things and maybe we need to tweak it maybe we need sure. to go back and that's good you know especially yeah. as like uh, as parents uh, we need to go back and and supervise and say hey you know how do I need to change this or or even even with uh, individuals adults with other adults you know how can I refine this like like what are some things that okay maybe we don't need to have this yeah and you know the other thing too is um, you know talking about uh, strictness, you know, you, if depending on the situation, obviously, uh, you can always establish a boundary. And once things like knowledge and information come out and you see consistency over time and you start to build trust, then you can also start to remove some of those boundaries as well, which I think is very healthy as well. 
something you made me think of, Lori, that I didn't have in my mind at all when we started this is that we're really teaching boundaries all the time mm-hmm. or lack thereof. And I can remember calling uh, my first spiritual mentor back in my early 20s on the phone mad because I was working at a cafe and my fellow employees were basically, I was doing all the work, all the cleanup, all the whatever. And he did. He sat very quietly and very patiently and listened <laughs> to me complain. And then at the end, he said something like, and so why are you teaching them to treat you that way? And I said, what, what are you talking about? He said, well, if you're going to do it all, they're going to let you. Right. And so true. we're always mm-hmm. teaching boundaries, good or bad, all the time. And so why not speak them out and be direct and be thoughtful of them so that they're the boundaries we really want? You know, um, we talked a little bit earlier, and I want to talk a little bit more, especially from a, a care ministry, care night, celebrate recovery standpoint. And that is, if you're listening to this and you go, well, you know, I'm just a, a very open person and I really care about other people. And, you know, we we have a, a term called people pleasing, which is really self-pleasing by getting your self-value value out of other people liking you and appreciating you. And the problem with that is it can become an idol in our life and we can lose our identity in Christ for our identity and what other people think about us. And it's really progressive because people pleasing often turns into an enmeshment. And enmeshment really is that you sort of lose track of where you start and where you stop and, and, and the next person starts and stops. And then at its worst, it becomes an addiction. And we often call that codependency, which isn't 100% right. True codependency is two people being dependent on something. So we often talk on care night about if one spouse is an alcoholic and their behaviors revolve around alcohol and the other spouse's behavior revolves around the spouse, then really both of their behaviors are revolving around alcohol. But the only way that that can happen is if there was enmeshment. Mm -hmm. If the person wasn't being healthy about their boundaries, that's the only way they can become codependent. And so it's this progression from people-pleasing to enmeshment to codependency. And by the time you reach codependency, you're in full-blown addiction. And as with any other addiction, at that point, only God's power, only divine providence will really be able to break that. And so if you're listening to this and you're struggling and you think, I'm there, I, I, I I can't separate myself from my spouse or from an unhealthy parent or whatever it is. We would love to help you. And you are welcome any Monday night here, 6.30 every Monday. We have Celebrate Recovery. We have our care night. Or if you're not in the area, I recommend looking up your local Celebrate Recovery. Um, But find someone to talk to, a Christian therapist. Um, There's help. Uh, and God will encourage and, and 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 strengthen you and embolden you so that you can make those healthy boundaries. Yeah. Well, and you know, one one thing that was kind of coming to my mind as we were prepping for this, there was a uh, uh, a a thought tool, a, a a visual tool that I was taught a long time ago. I honestly don't remember where I got this from, um, but it was this idea of walls and windows. And so, when couples first get married, like in a, in, a, in a in a situation whether you have kids or not kids. But when you're when you're thinking about your relationship with a, another individual, uh, maybe you're dating, maybe you're maybe you're even engaged. But as you move closer to becoming married, and when you are married, there should be complete transparency. But but we and we were talking about this earlier. It's two separate people, but there should be complete transparency between those two people. Mm-hmm. Like there should be nothing hidden. 
So there's there's this window, a very clean window, and then you two together, two as one uh, as one flesh, looking out the rest of the world with your children, with your your uh, family, with your work, with with the rest of the world, anybody. There should be a combination of walls and windows. There should be walls where it's like, okay, when it comes to my parents, they we are not going to talk about X, Y, and Z. It's not happening. My wife and I, we have both decided we're not going to talk about X, Y, and Z. But these other areas, A, B, and C, we can talk about that all day long, and we've agreed upon that. So, but the, the, and so the key is is establishing walls and windows, a, cal- a, a healthy barrier, a healthy boundary, excuse me, and then, but doing that not only just establishing it, but also making sure that uh, your spouse is on the same page. Make sure that the person that you're uh, that you're dating, make sure the person that you're uh, that you're engaged to, make sure your, your family's on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're there are things that, uh, you know, just like you talked about, there's people who are very open and, and you can be open without being, uh, without spilling everything. Right. Because, because you know, there are, t- there are certain things you need to, you need to keep closer, uh, depending on the, the situation, depending on the relationship. So. No, that's good. That's helpful. I wanted to read just a couple other verses just to kind of establish that this concept of boundaries truly is from God. Um, it's healthy. Uh, I think our society sometimes uh, encourages lack of boundaries, but Deuteronomy 19.14 says, you shall not move your neighbor's boundary mark, which is which the ancestors have set in your inheritance, which you will inherit in the land that the Lord your God gives you to possess. In other words, not only do you need to have boundaries and and withhold, you know, hold up those boundaries and strengthen those boundaries, but respecting other people's boundaries. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right, like, like what's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? Like, we're, we're talking a lot about you setting your own personal boundaries, but part of being a healthy person and, and, and having healthy boundaries is giving other people the same respect you're asking for yours. Yeah. And then Acts 17.26 says, And he made from one man every nation of mankind, to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation, mm-hmm. that God through us is establishing our boundaries and how important that is. That um, and I, and I think that that's maybe part of what's unique about our podcast. We're not just talking health, mental health. We're talking about biblical health. We're talking about we set boundaries and we do these things with the will of God in mind, with the Holy Spirit talking and working through us and helping us to set those. And that's a, that's very different than the non-believing world and how they set their boundaries and how they determine their boundaries. Yep. You know, uh, on that note, like there, there are many times, and actually uh, in full transparency, so my, my youngest son loves music. Uh, my, my son, Micah, he loves music. And to the point where he'll blare music loud. <laughs> well, we have three bedrooms and we have three children, which means two children live in the same bedroom, Caleb and Micah. And so Caleb, our middle son, is always complaining about Micah's music. Ah, you know, so I'm like, <laughs> so it, it was about a week ago. I had to pull him into the living room and I'm like, look, guys, I'm like, I looked at Micah and, and first this upset Caleb because I said, Micah, you have the complete, uh, you know, freedom to listen to this music. It's, it's Christian music. Uh, usually Phil Wickham is, his, is one of his favorites. So I'm like, you can listen to Phil Wickham all you want. You got the right to do that. And Caleb, you can see like this, this, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and so I looked over at Caleb. I'm like, however, Micah, your freedom to listen to music ends where Caleb's freedom 
to not listen to music begins. Right. And so, like, just trying to put him in, like, to establish that yeah. boundary. Yeah. And so, after that, he started using a lot more ear, earbuds. <laughs> well, I think I think that's a good point. You know, my kids' rooms are across the hall from each other, mm. and they both barge in on each other. Yeah. And neither one appreciates the other <laughs> barging in on them. And yeah. and it just reminds me that for for healthy maturation, adolescence is the time where we really start to set and practice our boundaries. Yep. And if we don't have par- healthy parents, healthy Christians in our life to model those good boundaries and and to encourage us that we have the right to set those boundaries, mm-hmm. we often don't. And yeah. so um, the cool thing is uh, our God is a God of forgiveness. Our God is a God of second, third, Grace. fourth chances. Yeah. And if, if you didn't get those skills in adolescence, I don't care if you're 30 or 65, you can begin to learn and establish and have the right to do so healthy boundaries in your life. So I know we're we're kind of going over and over in some ways the same points, um, and we're getting close to our time to wrap up. Uh, Lori, uh, so glad to have you back. Any parting thoughts, ideas, even something that's occurred to you as we've been sitting here today? Something just this minute occurred to me that you said. It was like a little spark in my head that for a long time it never occurred to me that I had the right to set boundaries. Mm. That didn't feel like a right that I had and owned, and it, it's still hard for me sometimes. Well, as we get to wrap up, we're reminded that prayer is primary. And Tom, I want to see if you could pray us out. Yes, thank you. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Um, Lord, it's always good to remember that you make every day and we're to rejoice and be glad in it. And so we are just excited to be able to come to folks through the podcast and bring your word and wisdom uh, to help to hopefully help people and encourage them, Lord. I want to thank you for Lori and that she's going to be back uh, on a more regular basis with us and all that she brings to the podcast. Lord, bless Tommy and his work in producing our podcast and making sure it's up every Thursday. Lord, bless everyone that's within earshot and those that uh, they might share this with. Um, you're a great God, a God of love, a God who is love, a God who loved us first so that we can love others. Help us to do that better all the time and to be more in the likeness of your son. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, don't forget you can catch this episode or others at 7 a.m. on Thursday mornings at Facebook, Amazon, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Or you can also go to mynorshow.com slash care for additional resources. We love you guys. We'll catch you next week.